Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nocho Prano. Hello, Andy. Happy Friday evening. Andy Ruther did episode 911. Is that what we're calling this? I know, man. It's crazy, right? I, I, you usually do episode first, so maybe episode 911, Andy Ruther did this. <laughs> I, I didn't. It didn't hit me until... I was putting the episode number pre-show, and I was like, oh, this episode 9-11. Here come the Andy Ruth or 9-11 jokes. Yeah. Do you want to announce that you did 9-11? Do you want no. to announce that you did anything? No, I did, I did not do – definitely did not do 9-11, although we might be officially banned from YouTube for making that joke. Do you want to – are you responsible for any atrocities this week? Possibly. <laughs> That's why our show is – why was our show delayed, Andy? We're delayed to Friday. A lot of rumors. I'm probably responsible for all of them that you have decided to basically skip episodes because NFL's over. And I don't know. I'm assuming you're holding out. I thought you might just be holding out until the combine. I thought you were like, next show, combine. And then you found out it's Miller Lite Thursday. And you were like, oh, do we miss Miller Lite Thursday? We gotta, I guess it's got to be Miller Lite Friday. Yeah, well, I have not looked at the rundown. I have a feeling there's still some NFL stories on there. There's lots of NFL. Yeah, not not shocked. Yeah, that's how we got to do it. There's there's lots of NFL. Uh, No, the reason that we are delayed a day, I'm officially a father. What? Yeah. Wow, the, the ticker. Andy Ruther is a dad. How many? people outside of your family and myself and randy ruther knew this was coming are there is there any dirt balls in the know no wow kept, kept it tight you are the father of a baby girl little girl little beautiful little girl named isla not isla for my people who don't know how things are pronounced isla ruther little isla ruther i-s-l-a so my baby girl was born on 826 at 826 p.m. I saw a picture of your baby girl and your girlfriend for the first time simultaneously. They had their coming out party together. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was keeping it close and uh, she was born Wednesday night, 826. It was kind of a grueling week. We she she had to be induced early because she had high blood pressure because of the pregnancy. So I knew going in it was, was going to be a battle, but it was a lot longer than we anticipated. And she had to get a C-section after after two days of the induction. And uh, yeah, I became a dad a couple days ago, and it's it's crazy. I'm I'm on not much sleep, so I uh, the, the, you know, and I might as well just get this out of the way because in the air of transparency. Um, you know, she's currently in the era of transparency, 10 months of you hanging on to the fact that you're even you had you, you're going to have a baby. 
we've now decided to become transparent. Okay, Andy, what's <laughs> touche? Well, look, I here's the thing. I I've, I learned a lot. Like when I went through a lot the last few years losing my parents, I I just I think certain things changed about me. And this one, I just I kind of kept close to the chest. And doesn't mean I won't talk about it because I will now. But I, I just held that close to my chest. And, and obviously, you knew some people knew some friends knew that she's obviously been pregnant for you know nine months. So uh, I, I held that one close to the chest. But I just want to be honest. Like right now, I, I could use some positive vibes from everybody. She is currently in the NICU, so she is having trouble keeping her body temperature. So this is tough. I'm not gonna lie. We we had to go home today without our baby. So, so Isla too chill. She know. is. She's too, too chill. chill. <laughs> I needed maybe, that. Maybe, Thanks, maybe, man. Maybe I need to maybe I need to make a visit and we can um, you know, stabilize each other's body temperature. No chill. Too chill. Isla, too chill, Ruther. I love it. Yeah, no, she needs that. So she it's been a little back and forth. This will be her third night in the uh, the NICU. And for those that don't know, that's the neonatal intensive care unit for babies. So she she's having, you know, she's having a little rough go because she was early. So, uh, you know, a, a positive vibes. I, I think she'll be she'll be all right. She's just got to get caught up with where she's at right now as far as con- compared to other babies i'm learning so much guys it's it's a lot it's 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 a lot of emotions especially uh for Brittany, my girlfriend and it's not easy for a mother to go home without her baby so a lot of things happening here and, and that so that's why we were delayed i know no one saw this coming i i, I saw some things you know nfl with, with your girlfriend being named Brittany, was there ever a thought of jackson ruther so you get, so they could be Brittany and jackson ruther like mahomes like the mahomes i never thought about that Missed opportunity, honestly. Yeah. Good thing we steered away I, from that. I, I have a feeling that she's going to I, – I have a feeling her first words are going to be, no one believed in me, but I did it anyway. <laughs> Everybody said I wasn't getting out of the NICU. Here I am. <laughs> oh, man, I needed that. Yeah. Doctors everywhere talking about my temperature. Talk about me now, jabronis. I can only hope that Isla's doing that one day. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. She, uh, she's she got a little spunk personality to her. So I, I think she'll be all right. She just, she's got to iron out a few things, you know, and we take it day by day. And you just trust the doctors. And I'm, I'm already seeing a lot of positive vibes from, from dirt balls who, who either their children were in the NICU or they themselves were in the NICU. And, and look, at the end of the day, it sucks to not be there, but I, I look, I, you can't spend your whole entire life just worrying. That, that's the one thing I learned. I've learned in the last few years. Like, it doesn't mean you're not concerned, but you got to go through. And uh, look, guys, I think I, I think we got a pretty good track record. You know, I told Joe, we're, we're, we'll get the show done. We'll get the show done. I mean, tell it tell it to Travis Kelsey. He, he does seem like he goes through his life worried about what reporters are saying. <laughs> what is going on with them, man? Andy, I mean, first of all, you, you're, you know, I've taken clips of you. You, you've, you know, you've been busy with baby stuff, and I've, I've posted clips of you, and then I've also filled in the blanks a lot because TikTok has me, has me raging lately. I love Um, it. But I put, but I put up your clip about the, uh, 
the underdog Chiefs. And honestly, I really did think, Andy, that it was an in-the-moment thing. I thought, you know, you won the Super Bowl. We did it back-to-back. Basically, back-to-back games where they – like, obviously, they were the betting favorite in the Bengals game. But, you know, they felt like people were disrespecting them. And they did it, and they were underdogs in the Eagles game. But I thought it was in a moment thing. I thought it was after the game. The motions are running high. Um, I have been proven wrong on that. Uh, literally, our TikTok comments are full of Chiefs fans being like, no one believed in us. Everybody had us fifth in the AFC West. And I would be like, there's only four teams in the AFC West. <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah. And some people had a sixth. And I, I, I pushed people on that because I said, who? Who? ESPN. I looked it up, guys. ESPN had you fourth in the preseason power rankings. First in the AFC West. Well, CBS. No, I checked. Third in the preseason power rankings. First in the AFC West. Well, well, here's a compilation of people. And then I looked at the compilation, and it was Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless, which, as we know, are sports trolls that don't even believe what they're actually saying ever. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's been – like, you and I have texted about it a lot, too, besides – discussing it on previous episodes. I've never seen a a weird spin when you put it best, Joe, you're in the middle of a mini dynasty. Patrick Mahomes has been the best quarterback for five years now. Yeah. Like the overall best quarterback. Now, Aaron Rodgers won two MVPs in there. That's not to take away those years, but Overall, Patrick Mahomes has been the best quarterback. Yeah, Guys, it's a sport where the quarterback is the most important position. You ain't an underdog if you have the best quarterback. It's just very weird. The, listen, I'm not going to lie. The post-Super the post Super Bowl Chiefs, they're not, they're not super likable. Oh, I, I hate them now. I, just, I hate it. Guys, I, I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I, I At this point... Like, I love watching Mahomes play. I love watching Kelsey play. But, like, you guys are – and your fans, I never had an issue with Chiefs fans. Can someone explain to Chiefs fans and also their players – you and I have tried to do this on social media with the comments – what the definition of favorite and underdog is. I thought we explained this last episode. I thought we explained it when I edited down videos – for YouTube and Instagram and TikTok. They seem to not understand. Yeah, but the, the bottom line is they're like, well, it doesn't matter. We don't care. We're, we're, we're talking about, and I'm like, why? I've never known anybody to pay so much mind to what, like, talking heads on ESPN that are trying to do clickbait headlines are saying. Like, it, you know, the, the Chiefs are really, really good. Um, and I think that as long as Patrick Mahomes is playing and Kelsey's there and they're going to be great. Know, Spagnola and Reed, they're going to be great. But it does show a little – it 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 concerns me with their ability because, like, do you need – like, is this – are you guys already at the point, your three Super Bowl appearances in, are you already at the point where you need to create narratives just to motivate yourselves? Yeah. Like, is that where we're at? Is it going to be, like, next year – we're doing it for Jackson. You know, everybody's been on Jackson, calling him, you know, 
Oh, he's 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 ruining uh, Patrick's reputation, and he's a, he's a, he needs to TikTok all the time. This rejection. <laughs> what do you think now, you jabronis? Doing the Macarena. So, it started with it started with Mahomes. This is what Mahomes said the other day, and he wasn't as bad as Kelsey, but he started off as far as the parade speeches, and this is what. Patrick Mahomes said. The AFC West said we were rebuilding. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what rebuilding means. Okay, so not the worst. I don't really see anybody who said they were rebuilding. Again, I know I know Chiefs players and their fans, I know they're going to hate to keep hearing this, but according to the Vegas odds, you were picked to win the most games in your division and also – Behind the Rams, I'm sorry, behind the Bills and the Bucks, you were picked to win the third most games. So, so I don't know if that's rebuilding. Yeah, maybe re- re- rebuilding behind who? I, you know, I don't know what that means. Uh, again, you can bring up any talking head, but the talking heads don't decide the gambling wagers, which yeah, decide also, the actual. Yeah, Skip Bills favorites. is on TV every day saying, you know, uh, uh, you know, like, God, who uh, Sharif Abdurrahim is better than LeBron James. Like, what? Who gives a shit? Yeah, I'd take Dak over Patrick Mahomes today. You're like, he just won the Super Bowl. I would take him. And you're like, okay, you're doing clickbait troll shit. Now, did you see the clip I sent you? I just sent you a clip, Andy. I texted it to you. So you just uh, sent it to me. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's easy to pull something up from your. Thing, to yeah. The thing, but uh, I, I, I'll pull it up. This is this to me is like we we have there are there has been some postseason cringe so far. Is this I haven't seen this at all until yeah, now. You got to watch it. So this is this is the most postseason cringe to me. Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 this see what we got. Mahomes and Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. No. So we started off. They actually do a nice. Uh, for us at the hotel, the chain smokers came through, DJ Khaled came through. Um, I had the goddamn spoon man from the Soundgarden videos coming to my shit. No way. Oh, yeah. I'm talking six grills burning at all times, tiki torches, three whole pigs, fucking shitloads of macaroni and cheeses, baked potatoes, collard greens, <laughs> a horse, fucking Puerto Rican chicks showing their pussies and tits off everywhere. I mean, you can't beat that, man. That's every genre of music you need right there. And, yeah, I know. So we started off asking to a nice uh, party for us at the hotel. The chain smokers came through. DJ Khaled came through. Um, I had the goddamn spoon, man. Oh, you got me. This is good. Fucking Kenny Powers. But it's like, it's kind of like, you know, it's obviously a thing, but it's also like they're identical. It's like, man, Dude, it chain is. Smokers. Puerto Rican chicks. Oh my god! Well, Kelsey's was Kelsey's was my favorite, dude. Kelsey has lost his mind. Travis Kelsey's lost his mind. What he just said here again, because these are just lies. And here's the thing: a lot of you dirtballs are coming at me too. I, like, guys, I don't know what you're coming at me about. People are like, "Well, we can agree to disagree." There's, there's no disagreement here. You were fucking favorites. You were a top three favorite to win the Super Bowl. What are we disagreeing about? And you guys look pathetic. I'm sorry, Chiefs fans. Uh, that's the thing. You look it's pathetic. Like, I, I don't mind. Like, I, I don't mind saying. I, I wouldn't mind at all if somebody got up there and was like, we've been to three Super Bowls 
in the last five years. We've been to five AFC championship games, and we're going to go into a game against the Eagles who played nobody, and you're going to say that we're underdogs? We're underdogs? I don't mind that. I agree. But, but acting like you've been saying in the preseason that they're going to disband the team <laughs> and we're, we're being moved to a lower level, it just ain't going to happen. What, what surprised me? You guys me? been saying all year, Andy Reid's not going to live through the season. You've been saying all year, we don't, we don't have enough guys in the huddle. Like You're like, what are you guys talking about? What surprised me again, Joe, was our own listeners. And guys, what I don't understand from your end, Chiefs fans who are coming back and forth with us, Joe and I literally every single week of the football season say these are the favorites. These are the underdogs. Like, I don't know, Joe. I don't remember too many times. Also, from- but I, and, and I guess the, the weird thing, too, is like, are you now – disrespected if we don't pick you to win the Super Bowl every year. It's just as simple as like a lot of people thought it was going to be the Bills year. So that's it. So you can't even say, hey, you know, I think, think you know, Burrow was good last year and they made it to the Super Bowl and the Chiefs are obviously going to be there. But this year, I like the Bills. If you say that, you're you're now under, like we're acting like we said you're not going to win a game the whole year. And also, Joe, like, and I'll play the Kelsey clip. Everyone keeps saying all the Fox analysts. Guys, I'm concerned if I'm a Chiefs fan and Travis Kelsey is watching who Fox picks before the game. I'm concerned. 25 minutes before the game, he's he's looking at Terry Bradshaw, who's like, I think Mike McCarthy's better than Aaron Rodgers. And for the record, I, you know, you guys can say all you want, and we'll never know this. I could be wrong. I don't really think they use this as motivation. I think this is all bullshit. I think the Chiefs are that fucking good. You have the best quarterback in the game. You have the best tight end in the game. And you have the best play caller in the game. Did they you really know use what, you know? You know what the thing is? Is the saying, the phrase, which you, you hear a lot in sports, uh, is act like you've been there before. Yeah. Especially when you have been there before three <laughs> times in the past five years. Yeah, this was the worst, right? This is what Kelsey said at the victory parade. Let me take you back to 2022 in the month of maybe April. Maybe. Guys were getting signed left and right. The haters were saying that the Chiefs would never make the playoffs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who said? Again, who said? Uh, at Broncos420 <laughs> on Twitter. Said the Chiefs were not going to make the playoffs. At Brandon Staley's headset on Twitter. <laughs> what? At Yo Fool Vegas on Twitter. Not going to make the playoffs. The haters were saying the Chiefs were done. What is he talking about, Prano? Not going to make the playoffs? It, it is fascinating to me, though. You have this section. That, what You know what I learned from all this? You have a section of sports fans who are like you and I, who are always looking at the lines. 
And we're like, okay, who's the favorite here? Who's not just for the game to make the AFC championship, to make the Super Bowl, to win the division? This is what Vegas is saying. And Vegas is usually pretty accurate when it comes to things. Like they're in the ballpark. And then you have a section of fans who's like, oh, Stephen A. Smith, all amped up on amphetamines, is going on ESPN and just saying wild shit. But now we've seen this at this point, <clears throat> and the Dylan Brooks with, with uh, Shannon Sharp thing. It's like yeah. clearly he has been watching him say that. It's like it's amazing. We talked about this, and you were a hundred percent right about it. But it was like. The fact that Baker Mayfield cared so much about Colin Cowherd makes you worry about him long term. And the bottom line is I just I'm I'm not not Travis Kelsey, listen to me right now. I'm not picking against you guys next year. I'm not. Relax. Okay? Before you start going in and the haters are always already picking against us for next year. Woo! Before you start on that, I'm just saying if you needed this for motivation. If this was on your bill, your your bulletin board in the locker room, you can't make this. You can't do this lie again. You can't do it next year, right? Like, well, they're already they're already favorites. Yeah. So I but was one favorites, who, but Andy, they were favorites last year. They yeah, I was. Last year. Look, I was wrong. Unless, are, are they watching this show? I said that I said the Chargers would win the division. I said the Chargers and Bills are playing the AFC Championship. I was wrong on all those things. I said I think the Chiefs take a step back. I was wrong. So maybe maybe they're talking to me. I don't know. Then again, again, Vegas wasn't saying any of that. Yeah. Vegas was saying they're going to win the division. The every single sports book was saying I picked, I picked them to win the division. Yeah, you did. You were right. Yeah. I picked Patrick Holmes to be MVP. Yeah, it's it's just look, it's just at the end of the day, it's a weird spin where if I'm Travis Kelsey, I would spin it like this. We've done this, we did it again, and we're going to keep doing it again. And anybody who thinks we're not is fucking crazy. I mean, it, it, you hate to do it because, you know, obviously he, he rode, much like Kelsey, is, you know, on, on Mahomes' back, you know. But you could take a page out of the Kobe book here. Two, three, four, five. Like, count your fucking wins, bro. You guys just keep winning. It just seems really like seems like this is the kind of thing this this feels very Jameis Winston-y where it's like your teammates are going to get tired of this. There's only so long that you can play the same card over and over and over and over again. Did they yeah, really I, I don't... go into a season as the third highest win total in football and from day one, did they spend 18, 20 weeks or whatever being like people are fucking – Discounting us, you're like, Phew. okay. Andy Reese is like, are they? Is this? Is this that? Okay, I'll let them. Let me get some ribs. I don't know, man. I I mean, look, I I don't think Mahomes isn't Mahomes isn't the worst with it. It's definitely Kelsey is obviously the ringleader of this, but I know they're not gonna like to hear this and say Ruther's being a homer, but it's I like. Like if you're rooting for a team like the Bengals, you're like when Bur when Joe Burrow says, "I don't ever feel like an underdog," or my window is as long as I'm playing. It's like, isn't that what you want? 
you know, Patrick Mahomes, again, has been by far the best quarterback for five years. Have some swag, man. Have a little bravado to you. Be cocky. The you are Walkers were there. <laughs> everyone hates the Chiefs now. Like, like everyone. There. Miss Piggy was there. Animal was there. All of the Muppet Babies were there. What was the narrative Michael Jordan created? Well, that's the, the thing. That's, like, that's, you know, some guy on the bullets fucking. Yeah, I mean, there's a million of them. Yeah, that was in the the last dance where apparently he said some guy on the bullets said something to him when he didn't. Yeah. And then he went out and played great. Like, look, look, whatever works. And obviously, the, if this worked, cool. But like you said, there's there's going to be a shelf life on it. I think there is. Just go out there and play, man. Like, because if I'm them, I'm playing to be the best ever, right? If I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm saying, fuck Brady seven rings. I already got two in five years. Yeah. I'm coming for you, Brady. I'm not an underdog. I'm the fucking greatest of all time. Travis Kelsey, I'm going for every single record is the greatest tight end of all time. I'm not the... Well, if there's, you know, to transition, if there's something I've seen in the last couple of weeks, it's uh, fans don't like it when players say they're the greatest of all time, even when they do it at gunpoint. Shaq was like, you better say it. You say it right now. Oh, I'm going to come there. I'm going to use my fist, punch through your heart. I'm Superman. LeBron, say you're the goat. He's like, I think I'm, you know, I'm up there. And everybody's like, what a fucking dickhead. <laughs> if you don't say it. I'm going to kill your kids. He's like, fine, I'm the best. What a fucking egotistical asshole. Did you know? Like, like he had a fuck. LeBron James at gunpoint said, like, I'd choose myself. He didn't hire a f- he didn't hire 40 teenage black girls and put them into a fucking music studio and have them sing in harmony. I want to be. I'd love to be. LeBron, I must be LeBron. No, he just at gunpoint said he would take himself. He didn't have an orchestra singing. The whole world should be. They should be me. Because I'm crazy. Everyone should be like me. Imagine the audacity of somebody doing that. Imagine how egotistical you'd be to do that. Did you see Chris Paul just surpass Michael Jordan in the all-time steals list? I did see that. But what caught my eye, and I know everyone's going to get mad at me bringing this up, but I have to. I guess I didn't pay attention enough to the steals list. LeBron's also top 10 in steals. Yeah. So so he's top 10 all-time in assist, steals, and number one in scoring. And top like it's it really is pretty insane when you compile all these stats and you win and you win a bunch of MVPs and you dominate the league for years. No one's going to change their mind, though, man. This this is this is one of the capitalism is a crazy thing. It's one of the craziest things that Michael Jordan stands are like how Matty Goldberg goes into a restaurant and goes. I'd like a Coke. And they go, is Pepsi okay? And he burns the restaurant down. 
I was just talking about this yesterday, you know, uh, Pepsi's whole thing in like the 90s. They were trying to tell everybody in a blind taste test. We went every time. Yeah, that was their thing. That was their thing. In a blind taste test, we went. And people were like, but you're not better. It's like you literally just had a blindfold on and said we were better. But you're not. Michael Jordan. That's Michael Jordan. Are there Pepsi stands out there for the record? Marketing is a crazy thing. Who's a Pepsi stand, though? Have you ever met anybody who said, I want Pepsi? No. Marketing is a crazy thing, dude. How does... It's crazy. How does Pepsi even compete? Well, they have a lot of different things under their brand. Well, sure. It's it's a big company. And then they also, like, you know, you go to a school, like in college. We we were at Pepsi College. You go to the, you go to the soda fountain at Lehigh University. It was Pepsi. And it was Pepsi-related... Fast food things like Burger King. I saw something there that reminded me of Dirty Sports. Speaking of food and beverage, did you see? Adorable actually alerted me to this on Twitter. Subway is seeking to be bought out. They're saying the company could be valued at $10 billion as 37,000 shops, sandwich shops worldwide. And just $10 billion? It seems low. I don't know. I don't know the math on this stuff. If you bought Subway, it would be the first thing you'd do. Um, I, if if I had enough money, if I had Elon money, I'd do what Elon did with Twitter. I'd buy Subway and ruin it. Oh, are you kidding me? Twitter's the best it's ever been, man. That's insane. Dude, it's the best it's ever been. I love I love You're Elon not even Twitter. On Twitter anymore. I love Elon Twitter. I'm here for it. You're just mad because you, you look at people you don't like and then it shows up on your feed. You're just putting into that algorithm. That's probably what you're mad at. Well, the, amongst other things, yeah. But I hate why, – why is there even a for you thing? That's always been there. No. Is it not? No. You could you could hide the thing. Now it's just for you and following. Of course, uh, these are the people I'm following. What are we talking about here? I love Elon Twitter. I'm here for it. You're not here for it. No. I just want to see the people that I follow and then things they retweet. I don't want to see the things people like. I don't want to see. I certainly don't want. If you're if I'm not following you, why would I want to see that one of the people I followed replied to you? God, I don't want to see that. But but how much of that's actually changed? I feel like all this stuff was there. Most of it. No. You were never on Twitter, and you you wouldn't just see my replies to somebody you weren't you're not already following. The beauty of social media is that you create your own feed. I don't look at it, but see, my thing is, I mostly post, and then like look at replies to to that tweet. How much of your time have you spent responding to people on TikTok? Prano is just Prano is just like a guy in a sweatshop, but instead of making clothes, he's just got that computer and he's just like, you little shit. I love it though, because I, I I told you I figured out the TikTok algorithm. All comments matter on TikTok. 
So it's like when people comment, I go, really? And I reply to them. And the, the other thing is I am just, when it comes to the Michael Jordan, LeBron James argument, I'm John Wick. I have an endless amount of ammo. And, like, if you're there, I'll find you. If you're out there, like, Michael Jordan killed my dog. And now I'm going to kill everybody. You really should go to door to door. We could we could start at neighborhoods. You go one, you go to the left on Jordan. I go to the right on Kobe, and then we kind of meet at the cul-de-sac. Well, it, it, I can't believe. It. I think we got derailed from uh, COVID, but it might be time to break out the plastic table and the sign. LeBron. Oh James my God! <laughs> if you get somebody to film you down at Venice Beach in Kobe Bryant territory. You know, the problem is people don't want to listen. I already told you this. I, I've had this discussion recently. People just, you, you'll give them something and then they'll come back with rings and then you'll say, okay, then Bill Russell's the greatest. Yeah. And then they'll try to say something else. And you're like, well, well yeah, either, either we accept. Yeah, of course. The goalpost always moved. We either accept this or we don't. We got to call about KD speaking of greats. Love it. So I want to play this because this is a uh, a call as far as what we think about him on a team or adding KD to a team. Serious question. If you're an NBA team, can you start a championship building process with adding Kevin Durant? Every single team that we've seen where he is the centerpiece rather than him being added to the team late in the process of building a championship team has completely failed. And I'm sort of wondering, based off of all the news about how he is in terms of confidence, in terms of just how weird he is off the court, I'm starting to wonder if he can be the centerpiece of a championship team. Obviously, it's not talent, but with all the other shit that kind of circles around him, I mean, if I'm a general manager, I don't know if I'm somebody who's under 500 if i'm someone that's missing the playoffs if i'm looking to rebuild a team is kevin durant the first person that i'm gonna sign i don't know if i can do that based off of all the shit that's happened throughout his career so let me know this seems like a misguided call okay i was gonna say um i appreciate the sentiment a little bit but Kevin Durant was drafted second overall behind Greg Oden. Greg Oden. Um, his team There's a miss, the, by the way. <laughs> yeah, his team went to the NBA Finals. He he took he took that team to the NBA Finals. Um, he got LeBron. Uh, the next team that he joined, uh, they won two championships and they played in three finals. The next team that he joined is his miss and it is where a lot of guys have gone wrong um and it is probably the greatest example of the modern nba gone awry which was everybody thinks that the only way to do it is to build a super team so he tried to do a paint by number super team and he tagged in the wrong guy um he obviously was 
has his own personality issues and has heard a lot of people talk about him and has not handled that very well. And then he saw people doing it about Kyrie and he was like, we'll show them. And it's like, dude, sometimes people are right. You know, Joe Prano, for example, you know, don't Kevin Durant, don't be Travis Kelsey. Don't listen to Stephen A. Smith. Listen to Joe Prano. I told you the whole fucking time that Kyrie Irving is a goddamn disaster and I don't want him on my team. And I said, I don't want Kevin Durant on the Knicks if he's coming with Kyrie. He hitched his wagon to the wrong horse. Now he's going to his fourth team, a team that is coming off of an NBA Finals appearance just a few years ago. They're certainly not a rebuilding team. Um, nor do I think if you were a rebuilding team right now, would you necessarily want to start around Kevin Durant for a variety of reasons? Um, but they're not doing that. And really, no team has done that. The only thing that's been close to that is what the Nets did, which was try to acquire a super, super team simultaneously. And the Nets and Kevin Durant backed the wrong guy. But as far as a team that, you know, needs help, again, you know, let's go back to the same thing we talked about with Kelsey and Mahomes or whatever. It's like they went from being nothing to the odds-on favorite in the West. And my dog has a slipper. Hold on. Yeah, go for it. What's crazy to me at this juncture of the NBA I think teams might be going the wrong direction when they always want to do the super team. I think, I think, I think, I think that things go in pendulums, right? I think the pendulum of trying to build a super team, I think that's going to start going back the other way of maybe through the draft and just adding pieces, whether it's the six man off the bench or the sharpshooter, you know, because the super team, if you look at it, last year's finals, those are mostly draft picks on both teams, right? Like, like the like the core of the Celtics, the core of the Warriors. I mean, am I wrong in this? No, am I, like the core but, of the Milwaukee Bucks right now, right? The core of the Denver. But again, Nuggets. you got you got you got you got to remember. First of all, this has been happening for a very long time. It's been happening for a very long time. I know everybody with the LeBron James started the super teams. We you can go back. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, including the way that Magic and Bird ended up on the teams they ended up on. Um, the way Michael Jordan added Rodman when it failed. The way like we've seen this on and on and on. We we had a we had a Carl Malone, Gary Payton Lakers team at one point with I don't even remember who else was on that fucking team. But they went like They've tried I think it Mitch before. Richmond was on that team too. Yeah. They've tried this before. And then obviously in the modern era, <clears throat> you know, we had LeBron James, who was the single greatest player in the league. And it has happened multiple times now where teams have said, We must do this to stop him. Starting with in the modern era, Boston. Boston went out and put together three Hall of Famers on a team and they mortgaged their future to do it and it worked. And then LeBron was like, well, if this is the new NBA now, well, 
and and by the way, I don't even put it on LeBron. Pat Riley, smart, was like, I see what you I see what you did in Boston. Pat Riley, ultimate fuck Boston guy, right? Oh, this is what we're gonna do now. We're gonna put three stars on a team. How about these three stars? And then you know, that got to the point where. LeBron James got his rings and then was like, now I'm going to go back and do it in Cleveland. And then the Warriors were like, how about these three stars? Like, this is just the way it is. But it doesn't work if you don't have the right guys to do it. And I think that's the hard part, right? Putting that puzzle together, figuring out those pieces of not just talent, personalities, the cohesion of the locker room, all those things. It's not easy to do. You can't just throw three great players together. Right at any level. Like sometimes you, you don't want to deal with the headaches that person brings. If you're in the East this year, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're a fan, if you're not the Celtics, not the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Which of those teams do you not want to play the most between the Celtics and the Bucks in the playoffs? Um, so if I'm not the Celtics or the Bucks, so which, you're the other teams in the East. Which of those teams would I rather avoid? Correct. Um, I'd rather avoid the Bucks. Why? I think that the Bucks have a player, and by the way, Jason Tatum is amazing. I like Jason Tatum a lot. Great player. The Bucks have one of those guys that can lose his mind to the point where unless your team is really fucking good, he can not beat you alone, but, but be the locomotive that drives the train that beats you alone. The Boston Celtics are a more complete team and can beat you in a lot of different ways. But the NBA playoffs are a star-driven tournament, and the bottom line is, I would rather, I would always rather face a team where it gives me the potential of having the best player on the court. You know what I mean? Or where it's a closer call. Is Embiid better than Jason Tatum this year? Probably. Is Embiid better than Giannis? Like better, like legit better. No. Yeah. So if you're the Sixers, I'd rather play the team. I think I, I'm the better player. Do you think it's either of those teams? Like if if right now, what's your prediction? Are you saying, I think he the Celtics or the Bucks are definitely coming out of the East for the finals? Um. Well, I'll tell you this. It's the, it's the, Celtics, Bucks, or Sixers. I think the Sixers have an outside shot. But it ain't the Cavs. It ain't the the Nets, the Knicks, the whoever the fuck else is in there. It ain't. There's a hard drop-off. The, the West is way more wide open, obviously, prior to the Kevin Durant thing. Now, obviously, the Suns is that's, that's a tough lineup, man. Yeah. But still also wide open because it's going to take them some time to figure it out. They haven't even sure. played together. 
Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that's the thing too. It's the, it's the same. We talk about putting super teams together for a whole season. We're talking but about. If you told me, like in the East, if you were like, you can obviously, you know, it's it's a it's uh, not a crazy thing to say at all. It's like if you had to pick the one, two, three seed or everybody else, I would take the one, two, three seed. Even if you told me you were giving me like one to five odds. Wait, you take the one to three seed in the East or West? In the East. Gotcha. If you were like, you got to bet 100 to make 20 bucks, I'd be like, I'll still take the one to three. We ha- we actually have another NBA. Or I don't know if it's – we have a troll call. It cuts out, which I don't like. Trolling us? You- you'll see. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. For like some trails of call the, – the- the calls of tra- some calls of some trails have called off. Some this is where my sleep's at. The calls have trailed off a little. Just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. I don't know if that's because of the new feature, but still give us a ring. 310-359-8365. Again, this one cuts out, but I figured you'd really appreciate this one. I hate that it cuts out. You'll get the gist. Hey boys, it's Tyler in Arizona. Randy Ruther's cousin. Uh, I just wanted to come on and say that Jesse Owens is the greatest sprinter of all time. Uh, I don't your stats. Usain Bolt could not have survived in the more physical 1936 Berlin Olympics. Jesse Owens, go. And, you know, they're stupid. They didn't watch. Way more physical in the 30s than it was today. Couldn't survive. So basically, Jesse Owens, goat. Sprinter, 1936 Olympics, famously won the gold. Hitler didn't want to give him the medal. Much better than Usain Bolt. Listen, I just had this conversation with, you know, I'm I'm on a little mini tour with Pete Sestaro. Um, We were in San Diego the last two nights. We're in uh, L.A. He's a Jordan guy. He's a Jordan guy. And he was a bit playing devil's advocate for me because he's like, listen, I'm here for all the thing. But he was, you know, he's, he's playing devil's advocate. And one of the things I said to him yesterday, I said, if you just picked a random sports guy, if you went to the, you know, if you went to the, uh, uh, the, the Clippers game tonight and you picked a random dude in the Clippers jersey and you just said, who's your hockey goat? Who's your NBA goat? Who's your football goat? Who's your track and field goat? Who's your whatever? It seems to me it's like pretty obvious that everybody would be like, well, he'd be, he'd be like, well, Tom Brady, uh, Usain Bolt, uh, Michael Jordan. And you'd be like, what? Like, why is the only thing that you go back on? Like, obviously, Gretzky's numbers are ridiculous compared to anybody else. No one's come close to touching them. But I've even seen, which is insane, I've even seen the Ovechkin thing on twitter which is insane if you just look at the numbers wise but everybody like with common sense knows now is better and then the people the only guy we don't do it for is jordan and i said and i said yesterday when in talking about i'm like boxing's not a thing anymore but when boxing was the biggest thing in the world that's where it stopped it stopped with muhammad ali he's this Oh, when it was the top, like, and I'm not saying Michael Jordan has the um, most, he, he's the most important man in the history of basketball. 
I could I can in 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 some way say that in terms of the popularity and his effect on the game and the Nike thing and the '90s and TV and taking it to the world and all that stuff. Great, fine. It's just not the best basketball player, and it's fine. Yeah, that's been my thing all along. It's always fascinated me that basketball was always the only sport. And I said yesterday, and I appreciate Tyler's call, but like the thing that offends me is if I was in whatever thing that I did, you know what I mean? If I was a lawyer and I won the most cases ever and I went up and I was, you know, I was defending murderers in this time of DNA and I was doing all that and they were just like, yeah, but man, Johnny Cocker, they did it with flair. I'd be like, get fucked. Well, speaking of the goats, you, you just showed the goat light beer on the screen. Hold that up again for me. There's your goat beer. Miller Light. The original light beer, Joe, since 1975. It's the original and also the goat. It's literally the one thing that I think it's okay to say. Back when they they perfected it right out of the gate, they really there was, did. There was no improving on it. There's a it reason it, it didn't get bigger, faster, stronger, smoother, greater taste, and lesser filling. There's not a guy out here greater tasting and lesser filling. It, it, and listen, Andy, I'm a devout Miller Lite guy, and I always will be. I'm leaving the door open. If somebody comes in with a greater tasting, less filling beer. I'm open, but I ain't seen it yet. No. I ain't seen it yet. And there's a reason they went back to the original cans. That's right. Throwback unis. Good for the Miller Lite team. Good for the Miller Lite marketing team. They said, look, this was what worked. You know, we were like the Padres. We went to this blue for a while. We were changing some things up, but we realized we're at our best with that iconic light. On the label. It just looks fresh, doesn't it? So good. Miller Lite. Great taste. 96 calories. Guys, go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. What do you think Aaron Rodgers is doing right now? I think he's in the dark. I think he's That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What's going on in Aaron Rodgers' head right now? Oh, I mean, I think this four days in darkness thing, I think it's I think the shit that goes on in your head is pretty fucking wild. I bet you it's probably like tripping. I don't think I could do that. Now I'm obviously I was a float tank guy. Yeah. Which is like an hour to two hours sensory deprivation. A little different because you're in a flotation device and your mind goes places for sure. This is next level. Listen, I kind of love and um, not, I hate it for my bet with Kyle Aronofsky, number one New Jersey dirtball. But I kind of love Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. I think it's a good fit. But I got to say, if you go into some crazy meditation thing 
and you come out thinking the Jets are the right answer, don't do that meditation shit anymore. <laughs> like, I think it's a good fit, but I think if I was alone in a room for four days and I could think about the Jets' history of just ruining lives on and off the field, I'd be like, oh, you know what? Green, Green Bay's not so bad. Or, I mean, Vegas, we'll figure it out. Maybe, maybe what happens is Aaron Rodgers puts away his, the hate in his heart for the Niners. Well, I don't th- think a, I don't think four days in darkness helps the Jets cause. It just can't. It can't. No. I'm fascinated. I'm gonna play the clip. I've had this sitting for a bit. This is exactly what he said on Pat McAfee's show. Exactly what he's doing in his darkness, solitude. What's isolation retreat? We're just going into a cave. Are you not going to talk? You're not going to speak one of those things? Yeah, is it just you in there? Ooh. And if you're just in there alone, do you know how many days you're in there? Are you taking an iPad, a book? Are we able to reach you? What? Is there good it's, uh, it's four nights of uh, complete uh, darkness. What? You going to Alaska? <laughs> not Alaska, no. I've been to Alaska. That's a beautiful state. Beautiful. That's a lot Are you locked in? Where is it? You're not locked in. No, you can you can leave if you if you've, you know, you can't do it. You can just walk out the door. But it's... Uh, it's a darkness retreat, wow. and I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences, and it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now, and I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning after this season. So it's been on the calendar for uh, months and months and months, and it's coming up uh, in a couple weeks. So you walk into a room for four days, or is it a cave? Where it's, is it's a, it's a room? It's a little house, yeah. And they just kind of black out the window. Brrr, everything's dropped down. And then there's somebody like in there administering like sounds and what we're going through, options. Of there's, a, there's a two-way. Uh, mirror? No, like a, like a little slot that they'll, they'll drop in uh, some food for you. But it's, uh, but it's, it's uh, isolation and darkness. No, you know, no music, no nothing. Are they recording you and your actions? How many people are in there? Uh, just myself. Isolation. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah, that's, it'd be weird if you had some random stranger in a corner you couldn't see. <laughs> thought- so so this is, you know what's fascinating to me about all this? I mean, of course you would have to do it alone. Can you imagine if they just, there was like, they're like, oh, we're going to do Aaron Rodgers. Uh, oh, uh, this week we have Aaron Rodgers in the uh, in the darkness room. And some Bears fans like, yeah, I'm going to get in that fucking darkness room. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. I'm fascinated by this. Like I was yeah. looking up. Andrews, I think next year, dirty sports pick them. You lose darkness room for four days. I don't know if I can do four days. And but all I'd... we can slip through the slot is danger witches. Ooh. I don't think I could do four days, but I am absolutely fascinated to try something like this in my life for like a day or two. Nothing. No. Oh, there it is. I'm trying it right now, Andy. I've shut the lights off. So now my mind's already wondering. Yeah. I can tell you one thing. I'm not, I don't want to play for the Jets. Yeah. That's the, one, that's the one thing I've got here. Is there a Miller light around? Found it. Okay. There you go. You, you know, could you know bet. Why I, you know why I couldn't do four days in the dark, Andy? Because I love light. Wow. A plug on top of a plug on top of a plug. Plug game is strong tonight. 
So you could Let bet. Let there be light. That's what I would say. It's not up anymore. I just clicked on the link. You used to be able to bet, and I don't know how they would ever figure this out. On Aaron Rodgers tapping out? On what drugs he was going to be doing. Yeah. On Bet Online, you could have done a futures and props NFL regular season special, which was you could bet what drug, and I don't know if that was how that ever be decided if he told Pat McAfee publicly the next time he was on, hey, man, I was in that room, did some mushrooms. Did a little acid, smoke some weed. I don't think you need that. I think that I, I, think I agree. That, I think four days and without light, you're gonna your brain's gonna go some wild places. Yeah, again, as someone who's done it in a tank for an hour to two, your mind goes places. So I almost drowned as a kid. Did I ever tell you this? No, I'm not really surprised though. So I was drowning in my neighbor's pool. When I was like three and I couldn't like swim before I could Did swim you fall yet. in. No. So growing up brother throw you in. That would be a logical answer. It wasn't that either. So true story. I almost drowned twice as a kid. What is happening? <laughs> I almost choked a few times because I didn't chew my food enough. I just eat too quickly. Still eat too quickly. Yeah. But drowning. Well, I couldn't swim yet. And I was at the neighbors where I grew up. And they had a pool, and I was playing. They had a granddaughter. They were older, a couple. Shout out to Angel, who I had the hots for back Angel. at age two and three. Angel was her name. We got some We got some videos I'll show sometime, maybe, of, of the Andy Ruther spit game. It's pretty pretty strong at three, talking to her between the fence, grabbing like, the I'm fence. Gonna go drown. <laughs> That'll get her attention. Anyway, her dad was kind of a drunk. Went full, went full on squints, Polidorus on her. Yeah, or not her dad. Her grandfather was kind of a drunk. There's a there's a whole story with with their yard. Shout out to the Bambex. Not sure if I can say their name, but just did. You just did. Anyway, I I slipped off this before I could swim. You know, and there's just the steps. I slipped off, and like he was like sleeping pretty much. And I guess she jumped. She like knew and like jumped. Grandpa, Grandma like shook him, and he dove in and saved me. And I just remember that feeling. But what I'm getting to on one of my sensory deprivation sessions, I went back to that moment, dude. Wow. No lie. Went back to that moment. And here's the thing. I worked through it and I've been good since. On on what? Like I went to that moment and I and I kind of worked through whatever sort of trauma I had from that. Cause that's obviously a lasting trauma. But my brother's side story, they used to chuck the Rotten Tomatoes from Walt's Garden into Mr. Bamek's pool. Oh, man. And then I would chuck, when I was like five, my buddy up the street, my little neighborhood buddy, we'd chuck a bunch of rocks in there. So he came storming out. He came storming to my parents' house. He caught my brother, brothers Elliot and Brad chucking Rotten Tomatoes into his pool. And he came storming over and opened the door and just was in my mom's face. This is all secondhand. She told me, he's like, you're fucking kid. Get those roots off. And she's like, don't you come in my house and swear like that. And apparently he was like, and they've been throwing rocks too. Little did they know. That was me. So we used to terrorize this guy's pool. All because you almost drowned in there. Yeah. It's, you know, this is after the drowning. So anyway, I don't know where we got there, but my point is 
Aaron Rodgers is going through some shit. He's going through some shit. Also, I assume he probably already knows who he's going to play for. Well, I don't know if he is. I think maybe he's taking this. Uh, I take him at face value. The guy's, I, the guy's a weirdo. And he's trying this thing. Maybe he's like, maybe I have an idea, but the answer will either become clear or become less clear as I. I'd like to see him on the Raiders or the Niners. Niners would be a tough out with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Well, I I, I, I don't know how the Niners players feel, but. But maybe the, like you, he's he he's in that sensory deprivation and he's putting away the trauma of the time they let him drown in the NFL draft. Yeah. They told him they were going to pick him. And then their GM went to drunkenly fell asleep while he just kept sinking and sinking and sinking. And so maybe now he wants to come back. Throw some rocks for the Niners. So, even without Aaron Rodgers, the Niners are right there to win the Super Bowl. Odds on favorites. Now, I don't know if the Niners players, unlike the Chiefs players, look at odds. Like, they're a top three favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. So I'm saying if you add Aaron Rodgers, you're already a top three favorite. I would assume that would push them very close to the Chiefs. They probably wouldn't overtake the favorite Kansas City Chiefs. Again, they're the favorite. I don't know what Skip Bayless has to say about that or Stephen A. Smith. Are you? Do you think this will be the last time that you mention the underdog chief story, or do you think it'll it'll leak into a third episode? What's the, what's the over under on on episodes worth of pissed off Andy Ruther is that Travis Kelsey has created some fictional story about them being underdogs? I just think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I know. That, that's, dude, that, again, the Cincinnati texts me about it every day. <laughs> I'm like, how's your daughter? You're like, Travis Kelsey is bothering me. <laughs> I'm like, but she's in intensive care. You're like, he keeps calling himself the underdog. <laughs> well, the truth is, obviously, I've been very busy. The last couple of days, I didn't pay attention. And then last night, I was actually sitting next to my daughter in the NICU. I opened my computer, just wanted to be by her. And then I saw I saw the, the I was like, what? Where's the, I was, was I talking to my daughter about it? Maybe. Maybe. I was like, how's your daughter's temperature? You're like, lower. Like the Chiefs' odds of winning the Super Bowl next year. Just keep falling lower. <laughs> and he's still doing the underdog thing. Get that kid off the escalator. I'm like, what is happening? Uh, that one's for, that one's for uh, Kyle Aronofsky and all other people from New Jersey. Yeah, what are, you, what are you talking about right now? That kid is back on the escalator. Come on, you got to know that one. No reference? Movie reference? Yeah. Oh, I see in YouTube. Mall rats. There you go. I'm not going to get a lot of those type of movie references. The Kevin James. Not Kevin James. <laughs> it's Kevin. not from Paul Blart Mall Cop. It's from Kevin Mall Rats. Kevin. Did you just think Mall Rats was Paul Blart Mall Cop? No, no. Kevin Smith. Kevin James. 
Brain out. Look, here's the deal. It's been a long week. Yeah. You got places to go. I'm not going to force. Tonight. Yeah. I show tomorrow night at the West Side Comedy Theater. And then I've also got a show March 10th in uh, Bozeman, Montana. March 10th, Last Best Comedy. You guys know where to see it. See it on my Instagram, at Joe Prano. See it on my TikTok, at Joe Prano. See it on my Twitter, at Fix Your Life. Go to, guys, go to the Dirty Sports TikTok. Today it's nuts. And subscribe. Because not only, and I'm going to convince Andy that this is what he needs to do in some of his downtime. Because I've been going to the comments. I'm going to teach Andy how to video reply to people. I'm going to teach, like, I mean, listen. If you go, if you open our TikTok for the first time today, you're gonna be like, "Oh, Prano is on one right now," and I am. I am absolutely on <laughs> one. I put up the dirty sports math, the quickies up there. You beat me to it. It's funny. I rewatched that this week, and I was like, "I wonder if this would be good on TikTok." I didn't know you could have so much, so much. Uh, I didn't either. I thought I was gonna have to break it up. We'll see how it goes. Might still get broken up for a future post, but for now, it's all up. It's up there, all nine minutes and forty-two seconds of its glory um but yeah come to my show in bozeman montana or just go on my social media and come see a different show somewhere else i think i think you know what you know what i think is, is getting me into tiktok is going to get me into tiktok What's that? was uh, you're right all the downtime i've had just kind of you know at the hospital when you're sitting around was just reading the comments and your replies like like dude it it's wild to me when you would read a comment, would you be like, oh, I, I, and then you're like, wait, Prano's already in here? I, I, I couldn't get over it. I couldn't get enough of it one night. I was just scrolling through saying, wait, people are saying what back to him? And it's always somebody like user 00678910 is so adamant about how they feel about something. My favorite thing is when people are like, he's a fucking, he loses in the finals. I was like, Wanting to lose before the finals is the ultimate loser mentality. When I tell people that they have a loser mentality, they spin out of control. Yeah. No, it's nuts. Just go ahead and follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine yards. And, uh, yeah, appreciate all the love. I see a lot of love, guys. Appreciate the comments about my daughter. Appreciate that on YouTube. So now is it true that her middle name is Kelsey spelled like Travis and Jason? It's not. What's her, what do we, what do we have for a middle name? She's my mom's middle name, Elaine. Oh, so I think it goes well. Isla Elaine Ruther, not a Seinfeld reference, not a Seinfeld reference. My mother's reference. So yeah. Shout out Joanne. Yeah. Shout out to my mom. I was thinking about Isla Walter. It just didn't go well. This didn't go well. The the name thing, real quick, and then we'll go. The name that's a whole that's a whole thing deciding. Oh yeah. The name thing. My advice to anyone, which my little brother gave me, and I ignored, but I will never do for any of my future kids, if I can have some. Never tell anybody your name ideas because everybody has a strong opinion about it. Everybody. And at the end of the day, it's your kid. Name your kid whatever you want. Because there were there were opinions even within my own family after her name was decided. It's like it's my daughter. I can name her whatever the hell I want. 
Well, we're excited. We're excited to eventually meet her. Cannot wait until she's running in the room. Being like, Dad, the Chiefs underdog thing happened six years ago. <laughs> Let it go. Also, we should watch Frozen again. Let it go. Let it go. I'm going to be the biggest pushover. I already knew this. I'm going to be the biggest pushover girl dad ever. Like, that girl's going to run me. I'm just learning to accept it. All right, guys, that's our show. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Again, thank you so much for all the love. Thank you so much for the support. We'll see you guys in a few days. And as always, congratulations, Papa Ruther. Thanks, man. As always, stay dirty.